0: as I always do, I went through the Superstock pits trying to find one of these tractors with that front cowling removed so that I can show everyone at home these big diesel engines. But these guys are just super secret and protective of those turbocharging and fuel systems. They just don't want anyone to see them.
1: They sure don't. And uh, they are uh, very sophisticated in some cases. We said earlier, up to four turbochargers are allowed on this particular class of tractor. And uh, if you get through with the plumbing on four turbochargers on a diesel engine, you do have some complications. Well, we can understand why Lyle Hall is uh, a little secretive, uh, as are the rest of the guys. As he gets ready to go, feeds the power to that big Minneapolis Moline. And
0: down the 300-foot course there, Moline, here he comes. But he is bogging down, Steve. Doesn't look like he's going to go beyond much more than half track.
1: No, he's not,
0: Brock. He might have guessed a little bit wrong on the weighting, the balance of the tractor. You know, this is one of the few forms of motorsports where weight is an advantage instead of a disadvantage. Earlier, I had a chance to take a look.
2: That tractor is a Minneapolis Moline G1000 Series, the 1966 model Minneapolis Moline. At the wheel, Aaron Hull, he will have the choice, the option to either take this pull and or and down. All right, ready on the drag, ready on the finish line. There we go. Here in the hole. One, yeah. one, All right.
3: Welcome to Let's Go Pulling, everybody. We were joined tonight by Justin from uh, Hull Machine. And that uh, that pumped up guy who was excited by that run of the G1000 circa 2000 was me behind the camera. I, th- I thought it was. <laughs> that was at North Branch, Michigan, ATPA poll back in 2000. Um, welcomed by Cody Vanderholm over there, uh, the Vanderholm Media. Uh, Doug Borth is with us. Big Rye, and Justin Hall from Hall Machine. How are you tonight, sir? Not too bad. Yourselves? We're getting along. Thank you for coming on tonight. Um, we're going to dive into uh, the family history, of course, but also a little bit about what uh, you guys are, are doing and, and what you're up to. you got some parts behind you, and we'll certainly get into get into the offerings that Hall Machine has for uh, pullers besides yourself, but... Uh, you know, let, let's start with where it all began when it came to the family being
1: involved in pulling, where did it all start? Oh, it's probably been in the family back into the sixties, maybe even earlier than that. Um, all the brothers Lyle and his brothers, they all pulled back in the day, you know, started out with, they had a Minneapolis dealership and just started messing around and kept growing from there. Uh, Few of us left uh, doing the big stuff yet, but a lot of our family is still very well involved in tractor pulling.
3: Was any of it, you know, starting out of a dealership? Was any of it? Did you have any tie back to the the manufacturer itself, or was that just something you guys said we're going to do this because we got the shop space and we're going to make it happen?
1: Uh, probably nothing. Uh, with the Minneapolis Moline at all, per for, for se, but that's what they all liked, and so they stuck with it for years and years, and we're still keeping them going. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How much did it take, you know, going, going back, like the, the, the first clip we saw there with, with the five-star, you know, those those old, well, all of them, really, There was they didn't have a main for every every web. So how much work had to go in to make that kind of stuff live? And was that kind of where the start for what you're doing now began?
1: Oh yeah. Back, you know, you only got you got two cylinders per main basically. And back then, I mean that first video that was probably before I was even alive. And uh I know Lyles went through lots and lots of testing and whatnot with girdles and what's, what would work and what wouldn't work. And he went through a lot and a lot to get that done and probably lots of hours of just sitting in the shop, machining, welding, drilling holes and whatnot to try and tie them blocks together. And he had a pretty good system down and we just progressed with that. And that's kind of how we ended up in the, the machining world is just through him. He went nights and weekends just doing anything he could to get the Minneapolis Moline's to hold together.
3: How much out of the, out of that four-cylinder translated into what you guys started doing with the sixes?
1: Oh, probably quite a bit of it. Um, Back when he went to the built the G1000, uh, what he had for a turbo setup on a four-cylinder, he just made basically a double setup of that, and and then uh, eventually built his own aluminum heads and progressed it down the road.
3: You guys, have, you guys have changed a lot of tractors over the years. You've gone through a bunch of different stuff worth with where you're at today like how many of these that were showing actually go back to that that time period how you know there's still some there's still a Moline presence in your family and what you guys are doing but um does any of it actually have a lineage back into the history for the whole around
1: yeah um our M670 that my dad still has, which we haven't ran since 2009, I think, when I lifted the block in it, or split the block in it, and tore all the sheet metal off of it, we actually still have that tractor, which is a original five-star tractor. Um, the plan is maybe someday to build a light-limited super out of that, because it just doesn't have the capacity for a light super anymore. Um, a lot of the old sheet metal stuff is still around, hanging in the sheds and whatnot as pieces of history. Um, was with, that M six
0: seventy? Was that the one where the uh, where the steering wheel like disappeared under, into thin air? <laughs> yep, yep. That I heard is. about that. I I I hadn't seen the video until today, but um, I'd heard about <laughs> that. Yep. Some say it's still floating in orbit today.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was back, you know, we should have had uh, tie bars from the, because the Moline's got separate cylinder jugs on it from the crankcase. And uh, we should have had tie bars on it back then and didn't. Did that incident happen? I'm trying to remember back in all the video
3: that I've seen from back in the day. That happened at Toma.
1: Uh, in 1994, when Aaron blew up the G1000, that was in Toma. Okay. And then, uh, 2009, when I blew the 670 up, that was in Monroe, Wisconsin, for the Green County Fall Nationals. Gotcha.
3: I wondered if I had seen that somewhere before, and I may have, I was just trying to place it, you know, and try to exhume it from the, it's probably best forgotten, uh, Depths. <laughs> you probably don't want to see that again.
1: I got to bring it up once in a while to remember
2: what you did and how you progressed from there. Aaron, have you guys ever pulled a diesel or has it always been alcohol based? Um,
1: excuse me, man, something popped up on my computer. Uh, we've always been alcohol based. Uh, we do work for a lot of local area hot farms and special farm type of tractors so we're involved with diesel enough too but
2: just the whole family has never had a diesel super stock no no
1: why is that um, guess we just didn't like getting our hands that dirty. <laughs> I don't know. It, the way molines were and whatnot, different cylinder heads and the molines are pretty bad in the cylinder head department. Uh so just trying to get stuff that holds it was probably a little bit more tougher.
3: Are, and looking at this photo like i don't know if it's just the photo angle but at the wrist pin end of those rods is there an offset in the bushing center line or is that just the photo being what it is
1: it must just be the photo there's there's no offset and i don't know
4: okay you're not the only one that thought that charles <laughs>
3: So I'd asked you off off air, you know, beforehand about the the deck plate that we're seeing there. And and I'm not going to ask you to say whose it is or give away the 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 farm there. But, um, you know, that's not something that we would see in a diesel application. And obviously, you guys, you just alluded to that you're not interested in really pursuing that. It's more about spark ignition. But uh, just on a general level, what are we looking at there?
1: Uh, the plate there is a chambered plate. It would go between the cylinder head and the block, uh, more so in a light limited class where you have to run OEM cylinder head yet. So what we do is basically make a plate to go in between there that has a chamber in it uh, to try and further the power out of the original diesel head. Um, there's quite a few that use it. There's quite a few that don't. Uh, that's just one thing that we like to utilize when we're doing an engine setup, using a doing the alcohol and a, with a factory head uh, that does not have a chamber to begin with.
3: Yeah, you know, it, it, your standard diesel head, if you look at it, I mean, it's going to be just a flat plate across the surface and, and just with some valves in it. So this has some shape to it. It, it. it develops a combustion chamber. Did you guys do any sort of, you know, R&D on developing that particular shape for a certain swirl, or was it based on uh, historical knowledge of other applications and you just retrofitted it into this? How did that come about?
1: It's, it's a little bit of both. Um, go back to the car world stuff, you know, that always had chambers in them. And uh it seems like when you run the higher compression stuff, the chamber usually tends to help out a little bit as far as not getting burned down the side of the piston and stuff like that. Um there is some things like a diesel head originally has a swirl port type in it to begin with. And uh you want to take accountability and when you're doing that of what that air motion is so there's a little bit of testing that goes in uh, on the flow bench and uh, it takes some time messing around making adjustments especially redesigning stuff to try and see what you're looking for
3: Whether it be billet head or otherwise, have you guys experimented with you know valve relocation, you know, putting putting angle on them, putting cant on them?
1: Uh, not really. A lot of the rules are kind of limited that way in uh light limited supers and and uh, light super itself, you know, you can only you can go, you can move stuff a little bit, but unless you really want to get into gray areas and sometime then that doesn't help out with your valve geometry or your rock arm geometry, I should say. Yeah.
3: How much have you guys had experience with, uh, with OHC? Have you done an overhead cam?
1: Uh, the, the big supers are all overhead cam. They are. Okay. Um, they all originally go back to having a uh, Brent long cylinder heads on them originally. And, uh, just made some updates through the years and different stuff trying different things and that's kind of where we're getting at nowadays is really trying to push the start pushing the cylinder head program a little bit harder Um, there's many great manufacturers out there of them but if you can make something and it works you know run with it the g one thousand you guys did how much how much
3: did Brent long have in into that cylinder head you know going back to like the video we we played back to two thousand was he a part of that all along?
1: yeah back that would have been the first stages of when Brent long helped him out uh built cylinder heads and some miscellaneous other components. <laughs> Before that, Lyle had originally planned to go overhead cam on the old 800 engine, but uh, just never went that far with it. I mean, they had had quite a bit of it done, but the 800 block was just, it was weaker than the 585 block, so it just kind of got set on the back burner. When you
3: guys got, taking care of business that one had a long head as well did you find a surprise in there when you started dissecting it or did you say all right it's it's the same thing but it's just a bore space to match the
1: block yeah it's they're they are very similar um it's basically while the john Deere you got a one-piece head and the Moline you got three separate heads and it's more work, but uh, really? general.
3: Really? So, so general, even the overhead cam on the Moline being three separate, it was still still three separate blocks.
1: Yep, the cylinder heads were.
3: Holy um,
1: uh,
3: how cylinder, did you guys tie that together and make it live?
1: Well, it, originally they had cast iron uh, cylinder, separate cylinder jugs on it, and that seemed to be a little bit of an issue. So uh we went to a one-piece cylinder jug, and then that seems to hold everything in line a lot better.
3: And you didn't you didn't smack the cam bearings out of it with three separate heads at all.
1: Nope N- we've never wow. had that issue.
3: Brain, brain all it's it's I'm sorry, I'm I'm checking out, brain's turning now.
2: <laughs> You guys are still running a Moline block in the G1000? Yep. It's a
1: 585 crankcase and a 585 crank, factory crank, counterweighted. You guys have to be the only ones doing that. Am I right? I don't know if there'd be anybody dumber to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't throwing you under the bus, and you know it. Yeah, it's it's quite the sight to see when you spin it and lay that 200 RPM. Holy
0: shit. Wow. Sorry,
3: I'm, so, I'm just I'm nerding you guys go I'll be back.
0: <laughs> so while the smoke pours out of uh, Charles's ears and he takes his his mental detour for a minute um, in a perfect world and what class or classes are really best fit for the type of power that Moline makes if you're talking about a purely
1: Moline powered machine. Pierre Moline, you're mm-hmm. probably probably talking antique. <laughs> I mean, you can you can do more with it, but it, it takes a lot of work and you got you got to you got to want to have it, I guess, basically.
0: Well, and you guys have proven that the, the desire to have it and to like, carry on that history um, makes it work. I mean, you guys—you know—you guys make them work.
1: Yeah, it's a—you know—a lot of years in the in the making to be where it is today, and uh, you just never know how hard you can actually push it till you keep doing it. And knock on wood, it's been holding together.
0: Don't come after me if it doesn't hold together next year. <laughs> yeah.
1: We know we're pushing our luck, or at least we think we know we are.
2: Are you So does that mean that – go ahead, Doug. Are you making the same power with that setup as, say, the John Deers?
1: I think we're a little bit short right now, but uh, we've had some struggles. Uh, Changed turbos on that one and fuel pump and stuff. We've had some struggles just getting it back to – Running smooth and consistent to the point where we can probably turn it up a little bit more. Uh, made a good pass at Wheatland, you know, at a pretty conservative setting. So we'll adjust from there and see what we can get. But we want that tractor to run all the time, too. So I don't know
3: if you can see that comment from Alan. Um, yep. but uh, I, I'm not sure who you're referring to.
1: Yeah, that would be uh, Mike Otto, I believe, out of yeah. Missouri. Yeah. He's got uh, uh Dub Cifers Mopower uh, engine in that one now.
0: Is that the one that had a real bad night last year, or maybe two years ago? He put it, he rolled it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay,
0: that's what I thought.
1: Yeah, Ellen has another.
3: Ellen has a thought on your machining process, and I I'm going to ask you to confirm or deny this: that you drink 74 Bush Lights and then went to machining. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Not nah, being in Wisconsin, they drink uh, 74 New Glarus uh, <laughs> Spotted Cows. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Alan. Respect the history. You know better. <laughs>
1: I mean, sometimes it don't hurt to sit down and have a beer and think about things and bring it back to the table the next morning and alter it. <laughs> Can you imagine how many,
0: and I'm asking, I'm, I'm bringing this up seriously, how many of these ideas have turned into great ideas that were hatched over a
1: beer or six? Over the years yeah, I'm and i'm not
0: just talking about you you guys i'm
1: talking about whoever oh yeah in general it's probably a lot more than one would think <laughs> yeah everybody laughs at the hold my
0: beer you know memes when they go when they go spinning around the internet but there's some truth to that yeah Well, there's probably some truth to that when it came to building farm tractors
1: yeah yeah i mean you after the poll is done and you get back in the pits with all your competitors and start talking and whatnot there's lots of ideas floating around out there that you just keep thinking about keeps you awake at night i guess
0: <laughs> i mean i guarantee you that there was some there was some aspect of the cajun queen that came to light as an idea after a show and that motor has Quite the illustrious history for god 35 years or some crazy thing, you know, with John Deere right. with the 466 with a turbo. Yep, so yeah, folks, when they say hold my beer, be careful, they might be on to something.
3: <laughs> Alan mentions uh doing some turbo work, it um how much of your machining program like is is turbos and and do you guys consider um making that like a full line becoming a turbo manufacturer or is that a a pool you don't necessarily want to wade into
1: uh we've got some things in the works right now that we're trying to move further with Uh, the bigger turbo stuff like you see in that picture there that's come about in the last couple of years with Having to advance uh, the supers and whatnot. And uh, so we decided to go out on our own a little bit and mess around with these big chargers. And they make power, that's for sure. Uh, it's just getting fine tuning of things down and figuring out where we can get uh, the supplies the best, you know. The way these appear
3: to be interfaced, these would I would say are are high pressure chargers, right?
1: Uh that was that was a three charger setup for light super. Uh, so it was two chop chargers in the back there, atmosphere chargers, and then a little bit smaller bottom one in the middle. Okay,
3: so you're you're doing the you're doing an inter- interchangeable interface where. You can not only bolt them together, but then you can put some kind of you know guillotine or uh, horn yep. in front of it.
1: Yeah, or you can mount air cleaners on there. Or
3: gotcha.
1: Whatever okay. you so desire, you know. Biggest turbo
3: you work with? You may uh, not want to
4: say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right now, it'd be a four point eight. This is the biggest set we've. Went so far. Zuck, you could run those.
4: Yes. Turbo the Rolls Royce. Do the things. We're here for the noise and the sound that makes. I don't know if I,
3: I don't know if I want that sound muffled by chargers. I'm just I'm gonna put that out there right now.
4: I think it would sound very u- more unique. It would. It would.
0: And it'll still rattle your ribcage as it goes by right and the rule will still apply v12 equals automatic earplug
3: delete you don't have them in Hmm.
0: justin you ever seen that thing make a pass
1: i've seen some video clips of it not in person yet (laughs)
0: Homie, you got to come pulling with us out west sometime, just for fun, just so you can feel, you can experience that. I, that was, yeah.
4: exactly. that's an experience. That's not. Uh, I I watched it. It's an experience. That's yeah,
0: it's I mean. not something you just you just behold. It's something you experience.
1: Yep.
2: Well, you could just bring the light super to Rock Valley, and
1: yeah, that's uh Still two birds with one stone. My intentions are sometime to. Get out that way with the with the light tractor. Uh, do do some work with the Almer boys out there. So I'd like to get out there and meet them. You know, straight up instead of talking all the time. Yeah, I I suddenly feel a really 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 overpowering urge
3: to make it to an outlaw pole.
0: <laughs> As you should, yes. Yeah.
3: stupid geography
0: Justin what's your most memorable pass the most memorable one for you aside and and we can we can completely throw out the launching of the of of the steering (laughs) wheel what's the what's the pass that's like you come back to and you think man I'd love to do that one more time or a dozen more times
1: oh I don't know there's probably quite a few of them uh Running the G1000 in Freedom Halls. Going to be one to always be memorable. Um, what year was that? 2012, I want to say. Hopefully, it would add a little bit more front end weight, would have been a little bit nicer, but that's just one of them things you only get to do so often, you know. I don't know had enough passes, it's hard to say. <laughs> which one, which
0: of the tractors have you enjoyed driving the most? The Oliver or the 1000 or?
1: Uh, probably the light super. It's just a little bit more jumpy and I got a lot more time myself in that than that's the kind other of what ones but uh anytime you can get on one of the big supers that's that's nice too because they got a lot of power and they don't get as radical as the light tractor but when you get hooked up and you're moving you're definitely going all right so on that on on that
0: same kind of vein tell me about pulling minis
1: like as mini rods, mini rods, you yeah, one, it. did, you not, yeah, yeah. We we had one for a while back in, or Aaron had one, I should say, back in 2008, eight, nine, ten range, somewhere in there. Uh, it's like one of those small block, right? Uh, no, we had a
2: 572 uh, Aries Hemi in that one. Oh, wow, okay. So- that was wisconsin state rules right with the small blower
1: that's originally how that started we started building that for wisconsin state um but then they went smaller cubic inch too so uh we just kept a bigger cubic inch and a bigger blower on it and ran uh, a couple grand national hooks here and there and whatnot and uh there was another club in Wisconsin that allowed everything, so we ran there quite a bit. Uh, it's a lot more vibration. I <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing, especially back then. You know, tires weren't what they are these days, and stuff like that.
0: So, as far as innovation goes, then and well you kind of touched on it a little bit with tires and how far they've come um what do you see as the next big thing with uh, with the lights what problem what problem do you guys all have right now that you're trying to solve is it tire related is it is it fuel is it air
1: uh the biggest thing is probably weight mhm we usually ain't got enough front end weight, so we're always got the draw bars down, but uh, it's supposed to be light super, so we can't change that problem by going heavier, you know, then we're just right. going I mean, we're knocking on the door of what I call medium super right now with the light tractors, so uh, we, we definitely can't go any heavier in weight, so, and the chassis are pretty light the way they are right now, so... Probably tires are probably gonna be where the next thing that's coming because I think we'll probably be running out of the uh, polar 2000 HPs kind of looking for certain era age HPs right now to keep getting through so that'll probably be the next thing is where we're gonna go there. Um, I mean you or, the- or whatever happens
0: to replace it
1: right. I mean, you're seeing a lot of the heavy stuff, mods and heavy supers and whatnot going to the Mitas tires now. So, um, I'm not sure. I think them are a little bit heavier. So then that's going to take away from the front end weight on a light super.
0: What is a set of HP's weigh right now? Like the one, If I mean, the perfect set of tires for you guys right now. What are those
1: weigh? Uh, they would probably be, tire and rim probably right in that 430 to 450 range i would say
0: gotcha and i can't remember what taylor said that uh 24.5 Mitas were were weighing i i I remember he said they were heavier
2: yeah
4: four wasn't like 480 or something when they start
0: and then he was he was cutting rubber off of them, but I don't know what I don't remember what he said that they ended up at.
3: Yeah, I don't either. I would have to go back and rewatch it. I don't remember either.
0: No, that's okay. I wasn't I wasn't in, intending on you know interrogating Justin on that subject. That just kind of came out of left <laughs> field.
2: <laughs> what power? What's what your what favorite? You guys running in like when you had the Oliver and and the current light super.
1: I missed the first part. What was that?
2: What power plant are you running in your light supers?
1: Uh, right now in my tractor, it's a Hercules block, which is now expired. <laughs> 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 That's uh, That was a, another one of them where you got to love to want it. Was that a, it was a 478 based? 478 base, yeah, uh, we were running 492 cubic inch, uh, so a little short there, and the uh, cast heads yet, just because we couldn't make it hold with, with the cast heads long enough to push onto aluminum, which which maybe a single piece of aluminum head would uh, help tie things together a little bit better, but uh, with the advancements in turbos and whatnot in light super right now, I just don't know if that's ever going to hold if you want to run at the top. Injected, aspirated, they sure do rip,
3: but when you put whist- whistles to them, it, yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. With, so
3: uh, without a time, what's the lineage on that chassis? I, I think I know, but I think I might be wrong as well. What's What's the history there?
1: That, uh, well, when Dave Sonnetag, uh had bought the original Savage tractor, uh, cast iron tractor, then uh, he came along and, and uh, well, I'm drawing a blank right now, but uh, uh, Dennis Johnson, I believe, built a ch- component chassis for that, and that's what that one is yet today. Gotcha.
3: I, 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 and I had, I guess I, I had this wrong. I had thought just looking, looking at everything I'd seen that it's looked so much like what Dwayne Schroeder had as the corn husker. So now I'm, I'm lost as to where that one disappeared to.
1: Oh yeah. No, that wasn't a, uh, I think, uh, Justin Gravert, gravet has the,
0: Old that Detroit. that actually sounds right. I think you're right, okay. Justin Gravit, or something. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of think that make that rings a bell. Gotcha. All right.
3: Yeah, I knew there was a disconnect there between between Schroeder and and what Sonntag had done, and, and I I kind of lost my way on where where the the two chassis kind of kind of went to. So now now I get it. So thank you for cracking the record on that. Appreciate that.
0: Did Sonntag ever get rid of the? Uh... Uh, is he out now like for good or Because the last I remember I took a picture of, Ooh, I think it was like cock shut bodied or sheet metaled uh, savage. Am I remembering that right? It would have been at the corn Husker classic, I think in 16 or 17.
1: I guess I'm not familiar if he's had anything since uh, John Deere or not. Okay. Because when did you guys get
0: the okay, tractor I mean, you have
1: now? 2008, I think. Okay. Aaron bought that tractor.
0: Cody, you haven't asked a question yet. Top top.
4: Well, everyone else has their like pinnacle question, so I want to know what's your drink of choice. Ah, uh, Wisconsin. With beer, it's liquor, water—that works worst <laughs> It was kind of alluded to, you know. I mean, you're from Wisconsin, you kind of like have the market on spotted cow. That like, there's a lot of people that do running stuff, so but uh i don't know
1: yes is is a good beer um i drank it once in a while more so in the winter time i suppose
4: (laughs) my my answer would be is if you're talking about daylight or after dark because it's it's mountain dew all day long so right yep
1: during the day most likely coffee in the morning and water the rest of the day
4: so my follow-up question is, you said you want to make it and pull with the Outlaws. Where, where are you coming to? Rock Valley, Wisner, where are you coming?
1: Ah, uh, That's a good question. It'd probably be Rock Valley. If you can put it in the works, it's going be a little bit closer. Um, intentions were last season, if things would have went good went through the Ridgeland weekend and the following weekend for the last Wisconsin state hook was to go out to the last outlaw hook for light super. Uh, unfortunately this just didn't happen that way.
2: So do you have any thoughts you can reveal on what you would repower your light super with, or are you going to go back to the Hercules?
1: Um, I got a red block. Sitting there, <laughs> right? If it probably works, make, it works. Probably makes a little bit more sense on the the side of trying to expand the machine business and whatnot, and start doing more stuff in the international lines to progress that progress that stuff on our end. I know there's a lot of vendors and stuff out there for that stuff but you can always tweak it uh, the way you like it
4: so that was my next question is talk about some of the machines and capabilities you have at uh, in the shop there
1: uh we got three cnc mills um our biggest one i think is uh 40 by like 65 inches or whatever um, we got four access on the one Haas machine. Uh, and we got a couple of newer machines coming in too once we get the new facility up and running. Um, we've expanded not only the hull machine side, but really expanded the Lyle Hull & Son equipment side of business over this last summer, or spring and summer uh, new locations, more employees and whatnot. So the machine stock machine shop, we're still running out of the old location as of right now, but, uh, we have a new building that just got finished up, uh, insulating and tin inside. Um, now we got to get uh, three phase power run there and whatnot. Uh, Aaron and Heather actually just got married last weekend or on the 15th, I should say. Uh, and We had a reception in there. So now we can start moving into machines. <laughs> people, people don't
4: realize like you move a piece of equipment and it's, I mean, it's almost 10 grand every time you move something like that. Yeah. that that's not including, you know, the electricity move or anything like that. That's yep. Just rig it and get it into place. And it's, Get yeah. the ad board get it leveled get it yeah. squared yep
3: yeah we've we're kind
1: of fortunate enough uh with the uh, equipment business that we got some heavier pieces of equipment to uh, move that stuff on our own um and my dad runs crane uh so he's always been a help and anytime we've uh, had to move machines around or this and that uh and we got our own semi, stuff too. So, you know,
4: it takes you're, a lot. To,
1: you're, you're cheating uh, at that but, moving process is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, A little bit. Yeah. But you still gotta have the manpower and the time to do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. What lines does, uh,
0: uh, the equipment side of the business sell? What do you guys sell?
1: Uh, we're probably bigger in the John Deere side uh, for combines, uh, mainly John Deere and case I H. Um, and, uh, now with the expansion of business, we're in the construction line of work too uh, for excavators and, and running a rental business for lifts and compact rollers and mini excavators, uh, bigger excavators, 200s, you know dozers we just i don't know, keep pushing along trying to expand more
3: justin terry's terry's got a pretty good question here on uh, development of the six seven Cummins for light limited super like my my understanding of that power plant for light limited super with the power levels that they're trying to achieve you've got to be in a sleeve block at that point so we're really not talking about a six seven anymore we're kind of in a hybrid World, where you're sleeve down and then and then playing with deck height. Um, what are you guys seeing?
1: Yeah, it's it's it seemed to be more proven over the last couple of years that it, for the coming stuff that uh, you you got to start with a putting a sleeve in them. Um, the five nines. Uh, there's some people going to the six sevens. It's probably a touch easier to put a sleeve in them. Because you're not uh, machining the block out as far in a six seven as a five nine, um, but then yeah, I mean, luckily you can still run the five nine crank in the six seven block. So just yeah, there's a few five, other five nine
3: crank two. six seven block with sleeves. You wind up with a six four, and they they rip in the trucks. I mean, we've seen yep. that.
1: Yep.
4: good stuff my 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 actual question i want to start asking since we all have our our niche uh what's your word of advice to young pullers getting started wanting you know wanting to start getting started what's what's your advice that you would give a young puller that's trying to get started and
1: going uh i wouldn't be afraid of it Uh, but you know do your homework uh get established with a good company and uh you know work with them it might cost you a little bit more money up front but it'll probably be cheaper in the long run Just the fact of you start buying stuff all over you know sometimes that used part that is a little bit cheaper seems to be the better deal but might have a failure down shortly down the road, which might cost a whole boatload more money just to get back together. So it's it's one of them things you're gonna you're gonna spend the money. You might as well do it up front. It might take you a little longer to get to the track, but it'd probably be more rewarding in the end. I would say kind of a buy once cry once kind of deal. Yeah.
4: Well, I I just I think we've got a lot of knowledge, you know, that we tap into and we always have questions of what are where do I start? What do I do type of thing and I I think it's more that you know, a lot of times it's people wanting to start don't know where to go, where to start type of thing and so um we all have, we all have advice. We can give them type of thing. And you guys have more advice than what I would have to give to them to get going. So that's where i looking at, you know, guys wanting to get started or, you know, just starting out. What, uh, what should they look for? So.
1: Yeah. cool. I mean, you're, when you're walking around in the pits, uh, don't be shy go up to some of these pullers, you know, that are there, you know, and, and talk to them. And if they're, if they give you the time of day, you know, feel them out where they where they thinks the best route to go, and whatnot, or where their experience has been with manufacturers and whatnot, and builders, and is, if you don't talk, it's going to be hard, you know.
3: Yeah, Justin, you're kind of you're on the front lines of of machining. What is the phone call that you take on the regular? where you'd love to just tell everybody, "Hey, this is beyond my control. We're in it. We're in a new world. This is 2022 and I just can't make it happen this fast because of raw inputs or whatever it is. What what are what's your your pump the brakes moment for a potential customer to just say, "Look, I understand what you want to do and I've got the capability to do it, but in terms of this world we're living in right now, I can't get x y or z to make it happen fast you've got to be patient um what would you say to that that potential customer right now to just ward off that phone call uh six eight ten fifteen weeks from now um
1: it's it's tough i think we're in a little bit better position right now than we were last year two years ago um that's good to hear because I haven't heard anybody say that yet. Um, the material lead times and stuff seem to be getting a little bit shorter, but there's, I mean, there's a lot of processes. Um, sometimes you got to get stuff done out of house and, and that seems to tend to take a long time. Um, it's unfortunate that you got to tell them that it's not going to happen today, you know, but uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people out there unless you're buying, the, you know, a small block Chevy type rod that's going to have stuff on hand. I mean, there's definitely some places that are going to have, you know, like the five nine coming stuff, you know, that's kind of the small block of the diesel and alcohol tractor pulling and truck pulling world. Um, you're going to get some. I just, I just became a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is tough. We got better lead times right now um, for material and stuff, but you also, you're trying to keep up with things that uh, got pushed off when the lead times were bad for getting in raw materials and whatnot. And, Especially in the connecting rod world, uh, bolts and whatnot were really hard to come by last year. It took lots of times. Uh, we ramped up and bought more stuff ahead of time coming into this off season to try and be a little bit better prepared on that. But uh, yeah. sometimes. Which was getting, weird. I, I get
3: that but like something else I want to ask you about so the 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 billets you guys get you know there that's a forging and particularly on the rod side we've seen some batches that come through from various suppliers not you that uh turn themselves to powder because of the inconsistency of the actual source material has that been a problem for you guys or, or are you not necessarily seeing that
1: uh We haven't had any of that trouble yet, Good, Um, and you know you can always request certification on the bar stock that you're getting every time too. You know if you want to you know put a little bit more insurance on what you're doing, you can always request that stuff. So, and big manufacturers that are pushing out a lot of things, a lot of products, you know, I would say, you know, you're probably talking in like the V8 Hemi Worlds or something like that where they're pushing out thousands upon thousands of Mm -hmm. connecting rods. You got to have, I don't know if there's somebody sitting there checking that material, if that's coming in the door every day, just do a physical check, you know, is the grain direction running the right way or this and that, you know. Thousand percent sure yep right and then that's
3: actually been where we've seen the failures
1: probably a little more tough on the big volume runs than the small quantity runs hey you got you got somebody
3: actually answering on your behalf
1: (laughs) yeah that'd be that'd be brett
0: good love it So, Justin, as far as uh, getting back into the history, who have been some of the greatest competitors that you guys have had over the years?
1: Oh, that's tough because there's there's quite a few of them over over time. i I'm, I'm on I'm a little bit younger, you know, so. Probably the things that I remember from me being a kid, uh state of Wisconsin probably be Kevin Land. you know, in ATPA days, you're probably talking Larry Roberts and guys along them lines of uh, growing up. Uh, obviously the Joe Plaikowski and Take Care of Business Tractor was always tough. Brett long when he could come along with his little 360 you know that was always the inspiration single charger 360. that so thing like, was mean
0: yeah
3: still is mean that that yeah engine yeah, is still, still going
0: yeah i know it is
1: um i don't know Aaron. what was your inspiration growing up
0: inspiration <laughs>
1: people that get push
0: you wait wait you mean to tell us that aaron's been sitting across the room
1: he was sitting in the other office but now he's sitting across the computer from me
0: come on aaron pull up a chair please
2: <laughs> hey buddy
4: You, you got to scoot a little bit more. There you go. Uh, you go. That's perfect.
0: Thank you, sir. Good to have you on too.
5: Yeah. Thank you.
0: So if you have if you have further thoughts to add on that competitors list, who are the guys yeah. that when you, that when they rolled in, you thought, ah, oh, crap,
5: here we go again. Wow. Well, there's been a lot of them over the years, but a lot of strong, <laughs> in my class there's been a lot of strong people. I mean, uh, back in the day it was Connor's brothers and <clears throat> Lustig was really tough for a lot of years and Larry Roberts Roberts coming along and he kind of took over for a while and he was tough for a long time and uh, then uh, uh blackburn got back out there and they're super tough now for a lot of years and and uh lot <clears throat> boys are tough and that whole class of mine right now is pretty tough there's quite a bit of money out there to compete against, but you guys all know that too and all the other classes. But
0: Yeah, there ain't no slouches in in any of those classes anymore.
5: No. No, the technology has just advanced so much in the last, you know, 20 years in traffic and just, you think back to what you used to run, it just amazes me what we run today compared to back then, you know? If you only knew, if you knew some of that back then, you'd really have it (laughs) made.
0: So which of the three tractors that you guys are, that you haul to events, which one do you like driving the most?
5: Oh, my favorite tractor is the Moline, but my niche tractor, the one I like to drive every weekend is taking care of business.
0: What is it about that tractor that you love so much?
5: I don't know. I was partners with Joe for a while and teamed up with Joe Kwiatkowski, and I run it quite a bit for him. He had some health troubles, and I ran it, ran it during that period for him. And uh, the, myself and the tractor just fit. I mean, I've always drove it very well, and we just got along. And some tractors you kind of bond with, I should say, you know, you're just you're comfortable in them, and it's easy to make them work.
0: I know for Charles and I that uh, whenever I see that, well, I can speak for myself. I can probably speak for Charles, too. But whenever I see you roll out on the the track with that tractor, I go right back to Hudsonville, Michigan, in my mind when I was a kid, because that's where I was born and raised. I was born and raised an hour north of Hudsonville, and I got to see of I mean, of the Alki Supers. Joe's was, you know, taking care of business was the one that I got to see most frequently.
5: No.
3: Yeah, so. I agree. I mean, this photo that I took at Enderly, you know, just wheels up, taking care of business, hauling the mail. It's like, all right, i I'm back again. I remember this from from 20 years ago, like how this looks. And yeah, definitely, definitely struck a chord. Um, but within them, how much is, is the chassis you know, it, it, who who built those two chassis, and and where's the difference
5: come in in terms of feel? Uh, Dave Fund uh, built um, the Moline chassis. Okay, he kind of built it all together, but he did the majority of it. Uh, the, the
3: current, the current G one thousand.
5: Yep, yep. And uh, taking care of business, Engler built the majority of that. That's so th- the the prior
3: generation before Fund had the, the did your G one thousand. Was the prior generation an Angler one as well?
5: No, that was actually one I built myself.
3: It was okay. Yeah. It had it had some hallmarks,
2: so I I wondered. Okay, is That's that the chassis that was just up for sale the last day or two?
5: I don't believe so.
2: I don't. I think Justin, I you know. were tagged in it as a for a for some reason, but somebody had. Oh. Former Hall Clavgard Chassis. It was Bulls Gold, Gold, I believe. Chassis. Yeah. Like the one that lives down in Unionville? I I just saw there was... I can go back and dig and see if I can find the post, but I saw it. I swear it was today. I guess I haven't
1: paid too much attention to the Facebook today to see if I was tagged in anything, but I guess I'm not really sure where that chassis went after Gantler.
5: Yeah, the original one, we had a tractor rear end in it when I put the overhead cam in the Minneapolis, and then uh, we converted that to a component chassis, and then after that, Bob Gantler bought that chassis and he ran it for a few years.
1: God, i don't know where it ever went after that i haven't a clue where it is know, hang off. Andy we're just
0: n-
5: we're
3: in. nerds about stuff like that
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> cody what did you just say
4: andy andy, andy just chimed in so the chassis for sale was the original 1000 of lyle's
0: ah uh. <clears throat>
3: In Ohio. Oh. Hmm. Who's who's got that Andy? Um, where'd you see it? You, you can send me a text or whatever.
0: So guys, what's the most rewarding part of the sport for you? Is it the business that comes out of it, the friends, the, the competition, the the travel? Is it keeping up with the keeping the Moline history and, and a legacy kind of alive and well? What is it?
2: Uh,
1: for me, it'd probably be all the friends you make along the way. Uh, people you meet, it's just it's one of them sports that keeps giving back. You know, you keep running into new people and, and the, the people that you ran into 20 years ago, you're still talking to them, so and a lot of the Moline history, for me. But mostly the the people you run into and your competitors.
5: It's definitely the other pullers and stuff for me. To all the friends you meet. I mean, it's uh, I've been to a lot of car races and stuff also, and it's just tractor pulling. Uh, there's it's a lot more relaxed. People don't get near as tense. I know there's sometimes people get tense, but uh, for the most part, you're, everyone in your class you're friends with and, and you stay friends for years and years. I found the listing. It's
3: claiming to be a Lyle Hall G1000SS, Kendall Gloveguard Last Dog SS, most recent John Suspedis Fool's Gold Pro Stock.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, that was never mine. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um
1: maybe it was at one time, but no.
3: Maybe maybe back in the egg chassis days, but uh I don't remember John's chassis ever looking like that either.
5: No, that's unfamiliar to me, that's all I can
3: say. <laughs> And I'm sure you guys know who John is, you know, with what his history is in pro stock.
1: Yep. Yeah, I've talked to him a few times. The original G1000 is what became the roll cage tractor, right? When you guys built over a camp. Mm -hmm. So that back end would have been with you guys till you put the component in right. Yeah. The tractor run was in there originally on the tube frame, but yeah.
3: All right. So we're we're gonna we're for now we're gonna call this
0: BS.
5: <laughs> I would.
0: <laughs> well sweet. Now Facebook's gonna start calling us to fact check. Fact checkers. That'll be awesome. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, we had we had the actual source material on the show, so take mm-hmm. your fact check and cram it sideways.
1: Doug, you probably had a busy weekend,
2: huh? Uh actually, I stayed home this weekend. Went to the Badger game. What?
1: Oh, okay.
2: But I get I'm lucky enough that I get to go to SEMA next week, so we're leaving okay. on Thursday. We're leaving Thursday and taking the races over the weekend and then Tuesday, Wednesday at SEMA, and then fly to Atlanta to meet Cody and Ryan to go to Diesels and Dark Corners. So I got two weeks full coming up. <laughs> Lots of traveling involved in tracker pulling. Never and stop. You would think it would slow down, but it's amazing. You know, and then a month from there. Uh, we're taking the tractor into PRI, so we're gonna yep. get it put back together for that.
0: You guys brought up an interesting point there, um, and I've actually wanted to ask him a, a machine, a machinist, or, or somebody who's actively involved in building machines. What has the fact that you can go and pull every month of the year done to your business?
1: Uh, it's definitely ramped it up. Uh, it's less time for us to go out and do them things, I would say, we're trying to get other people's stuff ready so they can go have fun in the winter and go winter pulling and whatnot, where our stuff just kind of now sits in the trailer for the most part until midwinter when we get some time to get it in and move on progressing what we think we should be doing on them. But yeah, it's a lot of focus on customer stuff.
0: Have we gotten to that point where there's too many? I mean, be real. I think we have, but I'm just one of, you know, six heads in the room here.
1: <laughs> um, it's hard to say to me. Um, a lot of people like to do the winter pulling over the summer stuff. And, um, I guess being in Wisconsin, I like doing other winter stuff, you know, snow and whatnot. So it's not a hundred percent tractor pulling all the time, but it always seems like you're thinking about it and working at it well and i kind of wonder if i i kind of wonder
0: sometimes if if the fact that there's so many events and there's no off season anymore if that just hinders you know the process of development i mean it used to be that you know guys could make some you know they could make some changes and they could build new stuff and they could develop it and they could beat the crap out of it and break it and figure out what was going to make it work so that when in April we start thinking about pulling again, well, now the guys up in Wisconsin, they got something new for you. Whereas now we don't really have that. You have to kind of fit it in. And the only month that anybody really kind of takes off and and they sort of do, I think is December, but that's, you know, I mean, we got family stuff. Then we get Christmas, we get the holidays.
1: Yeah, I can definitely you know. see where you're coming from on that. There has been a change of that over the years. Um, yeah, we do. We actually do probably quite a bit of work in December, uh, getting people ready to go to like Gordyville. Mm-hmm. That you know, because they want they want their stuff by the end of December to make sure everything's going to work. You know, so they
0: can make a yeah. So they can go down to Kevin's or, or you know, right, Slamas or, or Robbie's and go make a hit on the dino. And
1: so we, we probably get get see a, our lull time is probably September, I would say. And then, uh, well, as soon as harvest hits, which is going to be, or harvest is over with, which will be pretty quick here, and it'll be full bore again (laughs) it'll be right back at it Yep. yeah i
0: remember seeing um something i think it it was a year or two ago christmas eve you guys were running rods in the shop yep never quits does it
1: no 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 last year we had we had a really busy winter i think we ran 50 or sixty five, nine aluminum rods before the first of the year. <laughs> but, uh, and, and a lot of that's light limited stuff. So dumb guys will be set for a little while now, you know, I was going to
0: ask, is that the class that you guys have the most kind of involvement in as kind of from a supplier perspective?
1: Yeah, probably right now, I would say. Um, with the turbo stuff that we're getting into now, um, that'll probably shift some of that stuff too, a little bit, but, uh, you know, we're just going to keep going with whoever calls up and wants us to do stuff for them, you know?
0: You ever build any, uh, big cube antique stuff? You got any customers on that side?
1: we've done some work not full builds we've done some bigger stuff for guys over the years yeah i
0: can only imagine what would happen if you guys just decided one day all the hell with it we're going to build a g6 and (laughs) watch that thing come down the track yeah, all the other all the other g six guys just roll their eyes, and if any of them are watching right now, they're already sharpening the uh, the pitchforks and lighting the torches. And for <laughs> that, I apo- I apologize for that in advance, guys. I, I don't... didn't say that they were going to do it, but if they do, you're all in big trouble.
1: I don't I don't think they got to worry about us 100 percent right now. Anyways, I don't think so either because I don't think you guys can hold a speed limit.
0: No, yeah, pretty tough. <laughs> you know, six mile an hour. Six mile an hour, what?
3: <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't let it go. This if this thing is is John Cespedes is old fool's gold, it's at least three generations ago. And who knows where that came from? That's that's three generations back. That photo is from, got to be like 1990 or something. So I'm pretty confident that the, uh, the the link doesn't exist back to you guys anymore.
0: I kind of figured you were digging on that.
4: I, sorry, I I went there.
3: I don't know how
0: you,
4: I don't know how you find that. Let's be honest. Uh, Google Foo and, uh,
3: experience. (laughs) So it's it's kind of like a hobby project for me because he's the last grandfathered non-diesel pro stock on the planet. And he's still got that rule applying to him. So I kind of follow what he's up to and what he's doing. And yeah, just anyway, whatever, continue.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Be, for that's because he's still propane, correct? No, he's gas. Ner- gas. Okay. He's gas.
3: And he, he still has that exception to run gasoline as a pro stock, but um, it's a grandfather rule that was extended to him by NTPA. Gosh, before PPL was a thing. And it still extends into him to OSTPA because that's where he runs Today, I don't know where that grandfather rule still extends to him anymore. Um, But for us, TPA, he's still good to do it. I have to check results and see if he's hooked. It plays like Bowling Green and and taking advantage of the NTPA exception. But, uh, yeah, he still has that that grandfather rule for him. And whatever frame that guy's trying to sell might have been Giants once upon a time, but uh, I don't think it goes back to our guests.
1: No, I by the looks of them pictures we have been running at the same time. So Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like Jesse, you know.
0: So how does that how does that grandfather clause work? What causes what would cause it to expire or how would it I mean is it applied to one human, i.e. John, or is it applied to the tractor? And if so, how much of the tractor constitutes enough to transfer the rules. So like if I wanted to buy it, would that rule still apply
3: to me? I believe, and I I don't remember all of this, and I don't know if I could even find the documentation to prove any of it. The sunset clause on it was that it had to remain a gas tractor, it had to remain John's, and after that I don't know the specificity of it because he's gone through. I got photos on my screen. I can, I, he, I can take him through three frame variations, and but he's never, quote, unquote, killed it to the point to exercise the sunset clause. He's always been there and, and had it as a gas pro stock, and it's only applicable to him.
0: So it's is so it travels with the person as opposed to. Is I he put a price tag on it tomorrow, and I wrote the check. It would not. I now have. I now have to convert it to run on diesel.
3: That would be my understanding from what I remember of the original sunset clause on this, when he was granted this like 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, I don't think he could build a second
5: one. No i'm pretty sure it goes with the membership okay yeah grandfather
4: jeremy just commented and said he lost the ntpa grandfather when ostpa went ppl
3: okay thank
4: you oh. and, and jeremy would know
3: so the, yep. so he, it's yes, probably he an
4: ostpa
3: only thing at this point
1: probably
0: is and there for the record i'm not looking to buy a gas-powered pro stock your wife <laughs> will kill you oh my wife wants to kill me for 10 other reasons long before me (laughs) having dreams on on a g1000 gasoline powered pro stock i assure you of that that
4: brings up the next question when did when did i mean sorry to get off rail here but when was the last propane tractor going down the track
3: whenever the last time mark kolberg ran his super farm
0: super farmer pro super farm So, I want to say that was 20, there was, oh boy, there was a, I've seen pictures of a pretty good-sized fireball. I'll bet it was 2018 or 2019 was the last time. I'm
3: checking. Checking. Uh, 2015 was the last time Colberg ran propane. For real? Yeah. Uh, well, he might have done it at something that was a like a. I I I hate to characterize it this way, but uh, um, more local class or local series within Illinois, you know, something sub state level. But uh, 2015 was the last time it was out. Hmm. and actually for my memory that kind of fits
1: Hmm. yeah that kind of fits for me too i was going to say in that six to eight years ago range so uh, on the
4: on the machine side you guys do anything do you guys do a bunch of parts for non-pulling vehicles too then like if i'm a joe schmo and i want to Come in and do some custom parts will you guys do some of that too or are you guys strictly pulling side i guess walk me through that too
1: uh we we do stuff for outside the pulling world um we have done product production jobs in the past um, we got some local manufacturing places that will do uh one-offs or or small quantity runs for um, that has nothing to do with the motorsports industry at all. See so, yeah, how we do. Are you walking the door and you want something done and we can do it? We'll do it.
0: If <laughs> the check cashes, huh? Yep. Do what you got to do to keep the lights on.
4: Exactly. So by raise of hands, who does the CAD modeling? <laughs> that's uh, that's always a fun, fun deal to figure out.
1: Yeah. A lot of headaches.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: A lot of uh, plastic, wood, cardboard parts here and there to figure stuff out before you start milling something out of aluminum that's expensive
1: yeah sometimes
4: (laughs) yeah
1: yeah Yeah, luckily we haven't had too many oopsies but i mean it does happen so it's all part of the game so if you guys were going to start
0: work on a fresh build tomorrow what class would it be for Would you do a light limited, so that you're so that you have another test bed, uh, test bed to work on, or a test mule, or something completely different? Or would you say screw it and go build a dirt track car?
1: Nah, I don't know if I could do that.
0: Thousand <laughs> horsepower sled. We got a guy yeah. who's watching who can help you with that.
1: Yeah, well, I we got some family that uh, runs Drag Snow Sled and Snow Outlaws, so that is pretty intriguing, but I think we'll stay with the tracker pulling where it's mostly warm. <laughs> I feel you there. But uh, a brand-new build. Yep, clean sheet. No, that would be that's a tough one. For me, it'd probably be a light limited super just for the you got lots of different options in the class is so um, horsepower between the Diesels and the alcohols and whatnot and the weight variations is so close that it doesn't really come down to who's got the most power. It's about who hits the setup right for the day. Who can drive it, right? And drive it, um, but if we were going to go out and spend money, it'd probably be another big super. I would assume.
5: Well, we actually got a couple engines in the works.
1: <laughs> all right,
5: now we're in. Now. All right, there we
0: go. I knew I could. I knew I could draw something out of anybody, somebody.
5: So <clears throat> a lot of a lot of the parts are done for them but we always go. But my stuff keeps getting shoved back all the time. Customers call and want their work done. Imagine Plus, that I put my guys on everything and under the sun that they gotta do for me so then that's not just machining I put them everywhere so my stuff just keeps sitting seems like <laughs> so oh, a light knows.
0: limited super and I presume it would it would run on booze
5: yep well these engines would be for heavy super. Charles, we got any deal.
0: questions in the audience or no?
5: Oh, uh,
3: sorry, nerding on the other screen.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I can't and and I can't keep up on comments with mine the uh, way I'm set up. Uh, let's see if we get anything. Forgive me, i have got to read. And if you do have questions and you haven't banged them into the comments section, get with the program. You know how this works.
3: <laughs> there was one i gotta go find that i remember
0: while he's digging what's your favorite track to pull on and why
1: Hmm. it's a good question i used to have a few
5: favorites but i guess my favorite is right now last year i won down at wheatland at the end of the year my father passed away that year, and I kind of devoted that to. That was my first win since he passed, so it's a good way to end the year and go off in the winter. I'm sure he's very pleased about that. So that, that kind of went to my top now, I guess, in my memories.
0: And you guys, I mean, you've put a few good laps down at Wheatland.
5: Yeah, I've done very good at Wheatland over the years, except this year.
0: <laughs> well, that happens, I suppose.
1: Yeah. Best places, I mean, anytime you go to a big event, you know, like a toma or a Hillsboro, uh, stuff like that where you're running in front of a lot of people um, and good tracks, them, them two places are always good tracks. Uh, them are pretty good. Uh, State of Wisconsin, I always like going to Ridgeland. It's kind of a unique setup there where they got the big hill and the bleachers are boards stuck in the ground, basically, on the hill. Um, Someday I'm going to make it up to that show. Well, that's, I think, the longest-running WTPA book to this day yet, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, goes, i was going to think 51 years this
0: year yeah I was gonna say if you couldn't confirm it I know that that Yarn's ears just started itching and he has no <laughs> idea why
3: <laughs> I couldn't find whatever comment I was hunting for is so we must have addressed it so well,
1: yeah there's lots of places neat places to go to and hook and unfortunately we'll never get to all of them i mean thankfully for social media you can see some of them
0: what's one you've always wanted to get to that you've never have not a, that goes for either of you
5: i think i've been to everyone i wanted to go to <laughs> <laughs> I pulled in Canada, uh, top of Maine, NTPA one year, we did a couple of trial runs out in Maine over a week's time, and that, that was pretty neat. Uh, I think we were about 25 miles from the very top of Maine. Uh, I've went down south quite a few times, I've out, out east quite a few times. so. My father used to go down to florida and pull on that i I go down to florida but i haven't done any pulling down there
0: would you consider dragging the tractors down if uh if
2: there were if there were hooks
5: we we've talked about a little bit you know
2: february 3rd and 4th zellwood florida we'll make it if we get a couple more more the merrier
5: well if we went there'd be three more
3: Is that is that the plan going forward to to stick with the three tractors and and how much is the the, the maintenance routine to
5: keep all three of them going? Uh, I think in the future here we're probably gonna, I'm going to back down to probably one tractor. Uh, the mini I don't know what I'm going to do. That's I'm probably going to keep forever no matter what. But uh, as it should be. I'm getting a lot more busier and the guys are getting busier and I can't put them on just working on my stuff so. When they all all act up at once you know how tough it is to yeah. keep tractors going <laughs> uh, so it kind of be nice to go back to one tractor like i used to do and be a, a lot more fun at some of them than rushing around trying to trying to get everything done you know You're, you you would not consider
3: doing all three as a john deere engine so you had you know ease of repairs You'd keep the Moline being true, right?
5: No, the Moline's probably gonna stay with the heart it's got in it. So that was Brave kind of my it. question. That was kind of my question. If you guys,
4: I mean, on the John Deere side, like, why are you guys IH power plant type thing versus Deere on that side?
5: Well, that's basically for the light super aspect. Dustin uh, was talking about red because of the 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 push rods and cam location. There's a lot of lot of a little bit better benefits running a red
1: one than a green one for for a non-overhead cam yeah engine.
0: But up until up until now, that has never been a thing, right? For you guys, that's always been a Hercules, like a four seventy eight based. Motor, yeah, correct.
1: Our, since we've had the Oliver tractor, yeah, it's always been the four seventy eight hercules originally started out as uh, Jeff Dockles, uh shaky tractor. And then uh, we acquired it. Pretty much, it was in a bushel basket of, or trailer of parts and resurrected it, you know, and then got to the point where we were breaking the rear end all the time and had to go component. So very much there ain't really anything left of the original shaky tractor anymore, but uh, yeah, going in the future here, we got to business-wise and probably yeah, well, and block-wise, we need to go in a different direction and probably the International is is a better setup for that right now, in it's our opinion. anyways.
3: That brings up something that like people people get on the line and they like like to talk about it for light, light super uh, as a specific class that it's dominated it's always red trackers it's always blue trackers and there's no John Deeres blah 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 you just hit on something what is it in the valve geometry is it is it push rod angle push rod can valve or uh, 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 rocker ratio? What is it about the deer factory design that makes it disadvantageous or is it just tied into it being, being a a single side head versus a cross flow? What's, what's the, what's holding it back from being
1: successful? Um, I think cam height location is probably more so than anything, uh, either, either engine, you can do whatever you want for, where you want to place the valves and and stuff um because because of
3: the aftermarket head rule so you can
1: you can manipulate that so you can get a lot of the same out of each block um international standard crank is probably a little bit better than a john deere standard crank or oem crank i should say so you can utilize uh International crank a little bit longer than the uh, deer one, uh, so that's probably a little bit of a factor there too. But I mean, there's there's a lot of good running deers out there, so you, you can't knock them either.
3: So is it is it something with a deer where it's with the with the cam height? It's it's a pushrod length problem where you're getting deflection in the push rods, or is it a scenario where with the IH block you can, you can elevate or you have this capacity to maybe increase cam bore and have the, the, uh, a stronger cam where you can be more aggressive on the cam lobe, on the, on the front side of the attack? Or, or thirdly, is it a thing where it's, it's the, the crank throws themselves having to eat away from that space that, that makes it better?
1: It's probably all three in conjunction. Um, the international, you know, is just, it's up just that touch bit farther where it's in its own little tunnel. Um, you ain't got to worry about clearancing the rods and stuff. And, and that's where the fords have a tough time too. You got to make the rods so thin on the one side because the cam lobe is right in the, right in the throw of the rod so that makes them the fords even tougher yet but i mean there's plenty of good running fords out there too which is durability wise i think the internationals probably just got the upper hand
3: that's cool i i appreciate you guys being being can you know having some candor about that you know it's it's not a question i don't think everybody who comes on the show would be willing to answer that so thank you for that yep well, we've kept you for an hour and a half. I don't want to keep you any longer. You've you've more than honored your time commitment, I'm sure. And uh, thank you to you guys for coming on. Um, I'll leave it to our our final usual question, Ryan. I'm turning you loose. Go for it, buddy.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you guys for for joining us. I mean, it's an hour and a half or an hour and 33 of your life that you ain't never getting back. So we appreciate <laughs> you investing it in us um but this is a question for you both to answer um you can steal the keys to anything past or present uh and go pulling with it for a weekend and not have to worry about the bill if you wreck it what are you going to steal the keys to and where are you going to pull it and why
1: for me i'd probably bring back the the five-star or the early days of the 670 when I was just a little tight and go pulling wherever. I mean, they used to go, my dad used to run down to Indiana a lot, had a lot of good times down there. And just the sound of the four cylinder was different. And pulling seemed a lot easier back then probably because I didn't know what I was doing. Just going along with dad for the weekend. <laughs> If I could steal anybody's
5: keys, I'd I'd pick one of the top modifieds out and go try that for a while. That's always uh always intrigued me that I never really got into most we got into is mini rods, so you be kind of neat to run one of them for a while. Well, we might be able to make
0: that happen. I don't know. Someday we will someday somebody is going to say something. And somebody's going to send me or any of us a message and say, "Hey, you get us at the same show. We'll switch. We'll swap rides for the weekend, just for fun." We're going. Mark my words. Somebody will do that.
2: <laughs>
0: somebody will do that, and I don't know who it'll be, but um, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll get you on a mod yet.
5: There we go.
0: So I don't know if we can bring a four banger back from the dead, but I mean, you guys do have the skills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get say work, we're going more. back in time.
0: <laughs> yeah well you know i mean i structured the question such that somebody could say that i want to take tim, tim angler's you know i want to take mission impossible down the track or i want to take you know one of the banners mods yeah. down the yeah. track or you know the the og you know workhorse um so yeah I know we can't go back in time but well
3: but but we can because the national Tractor pulling legends tour exists and the five star would be eligible you yeah. could you could reconstitute it and get it out there and, and we could make some dreams come true we could do this
0: <laughs> right because you've got so much time to do things like that right
3: yeah exactly. You know, with with having three full bore alcohol supers yeah you, you need you need that project on top of it <laughs>
0: Plus, we got remachined. Yeah. I think so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I do. I, I also wanted to compliment you on. I'm so glad that you did the 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 yellow paint scheme with the mighty toe. I think that's cool.
1: Oh Yeah, thanks. Not too many of them out in the world. Bring no, that
4: or not. Bring that West with you when you come. Please. <laughs> I would love a shot of that
0: and i've never seen i i never saw it any other way i've the only thing i've ever known is is remachined as as it was is that yeah. first time i ever took oh, that picture on. the one that you bought hey hey we got we got there you it. go we got an aaron aaron there we go comment down there
4: <laughs> and that one is again the one you experience yes
0: yeah you ever drive anything with 23 bajillion cubic inches? No. Well, <laughs> uh, you gonna, got an
4: offer right there. You're gonna, we gotta figure this out. You will have no much no, no more phlegm in the back of your throat when you get done driving it because it's all been vibrated out. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: I'll take sloppy seconds on that drive. I'm just saying. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, thank you very, very much. We do appreciate it. Um, We appreciate the time. It was good to chat. It was good to learn a little bit more about the yellow tractors in the sport and the tractors that have been there for so long. Um, You know, it's kind of cool that they're that in an age where, you know, I mean, let's just let's just, you know, open up the can of worms that you know the the curtains don't have to match the drapes. Um, You know. It's cool to see guys who are who are beating and banging on the drum for the old school yellow power. I think that's cool. I've always thought that was cool. I've always had a lot of respect for you guys for doing that because it isn't the easy path to do it. You know, you guys you guys run up against a lot of challenges that other builders don't don't run into. And, you know, that's cool. That waving the flag, you know, like that is I, I think that's really cool, really commendable.
1: Plus, I'm an old tractor guy, and I like mini mo. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate all the appreciation behind trying to keep the the moline's going and whatnot. And if it wasn't for that, we probably wouldn't be doing it. Other than we're just goofy. <laughs> <laughs> we hey, appreciate man. it. Hey, do you guys do you guys have a,
0: have a collection of molines anywhere? A barn full of. Yeah, I got small
5: and up. rare ones. I got those full of them. Yeah,
0: really.
1: Hmm.
0: I need to talk to you at the next event. I need to make a. I need to make a trip up there and see some of that. Yeah, we got. I
1: would love to see some of that. That'd be cool. Quite a few in the family have collections. So,
3: Ryan's looking for the next barn find UDLX.
0: <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Damn right I am. That there's one selling on uh Wednesday. Last time I looked, bidding was at 115, and yep. I don't think we're anywhere close to the to the final ha- hammer price at that number. And,
3: and that's not a bar that's not a barn fine.
0: No, that's a nice that that one's nice. It's probably one of the nicer, one of the top five nicest restored UDLXs out there.
2: They've probably got two or three of them stashed in that barn. They just won't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Well, so be it.
0: And I won't. And if I go up there, I won't either. We'll pick something something else and, you know, we'll just turn the camera off when we go over that direction. And I'll just kind of sit there and admire them.
3: Been there, done that. I've turned my camera off in some spots. You just Mm -hmm. respect your sources. Right. You have to. Yep all right guys thank you so much for uh, devoting the time I, I know we kept you probably beyond what your commitment was but uh thank you for being so so candid with us and and sharing a bit of your story appreciate it thank yeah. you right. thank, thank you guys. Guys. Thanks, thanks guys, guys. till next time
5: yeah, bye.
4: Bye. See right. good night guys Good night. all right but i have a point to make so we talked about ucc going back to one truck and like them guys oh, you're gonna come the- right in with that yes yes because like it just made me think of like them guys running the same power plant as what's on the hood like that kind of goes back to that same deal like i don't know in my mind it's like one truck one you know engine type of thing and them guys are running the same power plant underneath the hood and that's just that's just cool
0: well, i don't know if there's any i mean in UCC i mean i mean it's not like we have any square bodies with a you know with a common rail six seven and that are rolling up on the dyno or do we
4: No, it's it's just the principle of of the fact that like you know the like the rules i don't know it's just the print it's just weird i don't know why i made that connection but it's like for some reason like that's what that's what went in my mind when they were talking about the same sheet metal and same engine type of thing that's where that went to for some reason i don't know I just had to say it before I broke loose. That's a thing. I, I
3: think actually within UCC itself, they've been actually pretty pure about engine to body style. Um, if you were to go over in the ODSS side, yeah, you're going to find the cross-dressers all over the place. But uh, mm-hmm. UCC side, like I'm the the only guy I can really think of that's, a, that's run – a little bit of freaking everything, is Chris Buhidar, who's got a super duty with the Cummins and uh, a Ford transmission behind it. Um, other than him, like top of mind?
4: You're right. I don't necessarily come up with anybody. I don't either. I don't know. It's just it, like for some reason, like the whole time they were talking about that's what made me go back to you for some reason. And it just, it's cool to see that. I don't nerd out near as bad as you do, Charles, and some of that, because you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, but still, that's where... Adams,
3: Adam's right here. I'm sure he's going to remind me of somebody I'm forgetting. There's got to be somebody. I can't believe Chris is the only one.
4: Right.
2: Well, not to change the subjects, and I don't think anything bad happened, but did anybody see the news yesterday where they had to evacuate the town of wisner nebraska due to a wildfire
4: yeah
3: i
2: did see that
4: negative i didn't yeah they got it put out there's we had a bunch down here too we Mm -hmm. had one about 750 acres just about 12 miles from my house type of thing so um yeah it's it's been ugly over here we need rain we got some to raid not enough but it's been pretty ugly so, there yeah, it a, was a
0: bad. It was a bad weekend to, to be running a combine out in South Dakota. I know one of my buddies lost a combine.
2: Yeah, there's i I'm sure he there. wasn't the only. two. Four thousand acres and burnt half the town down. Where? Central Missouri. No kidding. Started from a combine fire.
4: Lancaster, Lancaster County, Nebraska. So out at Lincoln. It was declared a state of emergency for how bad the fires were out there even so yeah it's running a combine this weekend on sunday specifically was was
0: it was hazardous to your health and your town's health
4: yeah i mean i hate to say it but it is kind of an idiot if you uh if you're running this weekend because it just it was bad 50 mile an hour wind gusts and just as I mean, we haven't had measurable precipitation for I don't even remember when the last time was, and it's just it's dry. So,
0: I mean, yeah. it's probably preaching to the choir here, but there's a reason they tell you to have a tractor fully fueled and hooked up to a disc at the you know with you at every field. You know, I mean that's part of the deal.
2: I mean that um, was what
0: that was what that was what put out the the olbertson fire in south dakota was they they threw you know, i mean they threw that damn thing at road gear and they let her eat and she ate and and it created the fire break and that was that was what was necessary
4: the one that was 12 miles from my house there's 18 fire departments um six law enforcement agencies three emergency managements three county dispatch agencies and I'm unsure on the number of farmers with tractors and discs, but I've been told there's over 30 type of thing um wow yeah so it's it's not it's not a good situation at that point but yeah it's no and the buddy's mother-in-law she uh, they they evacuated her house and the only thing that stopped it from getting their house was the wind the wind was just enough where it kept it away from the house, type thing. They basically tried to clear out what they could. Um, but the one that, like that first one I was talking about, I mean, that started up from a fire that was basically rekindled a fire from a week ago. The wind did. So it wasn't even a combine fire, it just rekindled a fire from a week previously. It was still smoldering. Wow. So, and it's, like I said, about 750 acres, rough guesstimate. So, but yeah, in, in not too far, say northwest of Wisner, 2 weeks ago, the town or over by Laurel, Nebraska, had a huge one that was about I think it covered over 6 sections up there too. Jeez. And I tell you what, when I'm driving by and it's an eerie feeling when you see standing corn that's burnt and it may have an ear on it or maybe laying on the ground and it's just black charred everywhere. It's
0: Yeah. Crazy, yeah, it's a little scary.
4: Woodbridge, Missouri, 3,000 acres, 20 buildings. They thought, Gerald,
0: yeah, keep the water tanker handy, keep the disc and the tractor with the disc ready to go.
4: Yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely.
0: Body break. Had to do what I got to do. <laughs> <your call. laughs> it happens. Oh, man. Getting down what to else it. Has happen- what else has happened in the pulling world lately?
3: Um, I don't know about how much is happening uh, recently, but uh, this is one thing that is happening. Um, National Anti Tractor Pulling Association is kicking off their winter indoor tour. In Navarre, Ohio, next weekend. Uh, great event. Started off last week. Last year was the first year for it. Um, the team behind it's really good. Venue, I understand, is excellent. I will not be there, unfortunately. Uh, wish I could be, but uh, you've heard me say this on this program, and I've certainly said it on Sidetrack a million times before. The antique pulling world is where it starts. This is where you find out who can drive, and it's the purest form of this sport, and the guys have more fun hanging out together and doing this than any, any other venue in the sport of pulling that I, that I bear witness to. And uh, I I hope it goes off fantastically. I wish I could be there. Um, it's going to be a great winter, and, and it's time to, to go kick some butt um, under, under some roofs. So happy to see this this thing getting started.
2: My report back from Jason was an excellent event in California. How was a turnout. Good. As far as I, I have no idea on numbers or anything. He just said they had a great turnout, um, quality equipment. They know how to party. <laughs> surprise, surprise.
0: Yeah, I saw a few photos from uh, from the weekend. Looked like a good a good time was had by all.
2: Yeah, same. Kenzie and Chandler got back from Texas about three o'clock this morning, so I didn't get a chance to talk to them. Why? If you got a link for that video,
3: I, I did see that, that uh, Uncle Sam had all five on out there but I have not seen the video of the run. I'll try to find it if I can.
2: I think Jason posted it, actually.
0: Mm. Yeah, but that's like 35 posts ago, and he'll, he'll never get
2: there. Thirty-five <laughs> hey, we're posts, trying. We've, we've set parameters. We are backing things off. I got a message last night from Florida Pullers. did a hot warm-up in the pit. That live on Wednesday night, they said they normally get 40 to 50 hooks at a club event like they had on Saturday. They had 140. What classes were they running? Uh, Basically, if you showed up, you could pull. So they were making classes as needed, but they had some mods and two-wheel drives and antiques garden tractors minis they have three sleds now so
3: nice no i don't want i don't want to prolong the show just looking for that you know it's we're I sent it on two I hours send, anyway, so I don't want to I don't want to prolong it just for that, but
4: I sent you a picture of a uh narrow front Minneapolis Moline from Waggler's that was pretty y- cool.
3: yes. I remember this tractor.
4: And I, I do too. The thing that I remember from the like the back of the tractor was like Charles and I are staying next to each other when we we're like pulling in, and there was like weights everywhere on the back of that tractor, and it was mm-hmm. yeah. so um yeah. She was
3: I'm a bottle-fed bottle baby with a lot of custom stuff going on, and I, I'm disappointed in myself for not going back in the pittery and hunting it down to try to understand how it ran better.
0: Yeah. I'm guess, glad. I'm, I'm just glad that somebody got a decent shot of it since Charles and I got skunked.
4: The lady in front of you or what?
0: <laughs> no. How about the entire team crowded around standing in front? no yeah there was Folks, that i'm going to make an i'm going to make a quasi impassioned plea i'm not going to go on a full-blown rant but i'm going to ask pullers and team of pullers we appreciate that you want to get photos we appreciate that you want to get it on your snapchat and TikTok and yada 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 please be aware of your surroundings please i had every single one of those people and i felt like john murray because every single one of those people turned around and looked me square in the eyeballs and then turned right back around to what they were doing. My camera is damn near a foot long. If you can't see it, why? Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. But just try and be aware of your surroundings. We understand what you're trying to do, we're trying to do the same thing. And um, yeah, that.
3: Yeah. Go, ahead and, go was... ahead and sit on the other side of the barrier wall. It's fine.
4: You know, there's there's not insurance or anything. It's cool.
0: Yep. It's a thing.
4: And and you see me clear back there. I'm trying to stand out of Charles's way so that he can get shots down the track too and just be respectful of everybody else that's there.
0: It's amazing to me that you even picked up your camera. You were jawing with that other dude so long. <laughs> Charles and I <laughs> both looked at each other and said,
3: the hell is he actually is he really actually taking any pictures
0: which one because there was,
4: i talked to, yes i probably talked to more local people there than any other time like at an event and it was just kind of fun like you know some of them were from a couple miles away and they travel all over so uh yeah i've invited all of them to tpc type of thing because it's really not that long of a drive compared to our drive there but uh mm-hmm. um yep. but yeah it was it was really cool. I mean, there's a lot of local guys and you know, that came up and chatted with them. And it's really hard to take pictures and chat at the same time because you're like, pause, hold on a minute, you know, and you don't want to be rude, but at the same time, it's like I'm here to do a job.
3: Mm-hmm. So oh
4: ZFG just shoot it.
3: <laughs> right. Multitask well. But yeah, you know, I get it. I had to I had to pick a fence it and pick a
4: fence to a lot of stuff there, but you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: It is what it
0: is.
4: Yeah. That was cool. I don't I don't remember seeing too many in that class that uh like I said with a narrow front fully weighted type of thing that in the back as much weights as he had. I, I like, want
3: to say that was the only narrow fronted. I'm checking, but I don't
0: think
4: there was another one. Not not at that event, no. No.
0: Mm-mm. Now, a couple of years ago, at that show, they had a—I don't know if it was the same class or if it was a—or if it was more expanded—but um, there was a, a a huge. We had a huge class of uh, of farm stocks that night, um, and it was the it was the night that we had to end up calling the show due to rain. So I think it would have been twenty twenty. Um and uh yeah we even had a uh uh was it a 1086 or a 1486 with a cab showed up and they just i mean it went right it got right after it it was awesome
4: i sent another one charles it shows a little bit of the back end sleds in the way of all things <laughs> I just remember Charles and I were standing there in the middle of the track watching track prep, getting ready, and that thing pulled in. It was like, that's cool. Well, it just
3: sounded nasty. We're like, what is making that? We heard it before we saw it. We're like, what's making this noise?
4: Yeah. I mean, it was a full set of weights in the back. So, yeah, over a thousand
3: pounds in the back, easily.
0: Shoot, I think you can see close to two thousand right there.
3: Yeah, yeah.
5: I'm of course, that fool, might be the ultimate. The poor
3: bastard who had to hoist. Like you got seventy fives out here, but you got these hundred and tens in the center. Somebody had to lift those up that high to put them on there, <laughs> <laughs>
0: so or has, it or it's the,
4: the ladder
3: rating it's on the that.
0: Ultimate head, uh, or it's the ultimate head fake, and those are. 27 pounds, and they're machined out of aluminum, and they're hollow. Gosh. I mean, I would like I'd like so.
3: like think so, but then there's some paint job work
4: going on because, yeah. I'd be lazy and use the forklift. <laughs> Get them somewhat close up there instead of crawling up a ladder, let's be honest.
0: I don't think that's lazy. I think that's practical.
3: Well, for all, for all that it has that much weight up high and in the back, you'll notice that neither he nor I – as a picture of this tractor with the nose in the front in the air
4: so it wasn't enough
2: yeah mm-hmm.
4: i think i've got Wild one up. where it's just very lightly touchy and that's about it but everything else is like there and he had two weights trapped in the front and that was it
0: yeah actually well, you, it you gotta fit you gotta figure a 585 is not a lightweight motor
3: well, it should be. There's a lot of vacant space in the crankcase. I mean, we only got what four mains and all that displacement.
0: Yeah, but I think there's plenty of heavy iron up uh, up towards the front. I if I'm being
3: a smart by this
0: po- but I know. But by this point in time, uh, these tractors might have been built in uh, Forest City. And if so, that may well be a cast iron grill. That grill in and of itself might weigh 300 pounds. I don't know.
3: It's possible.
0: But I know some of the Olivers did. I mean, some of the Olivers had that big, heavy grill up front.
3: Yes, they did. Yep. Mm
0: -hmm. So shout out to Tim Wyden for teaching me that one way back in the day. Do we have anything I to rant think about? That is with-
3: a cast grill tractor.
4: Doug, Doug just commented cast nose piece.
0: Yep. There you go.
4: Yep. I think that is.
0: So, do we have anything to rant about from from pull off? Did anyone you know cock off and do something stupid, or uh, has it been relatively quiet?
3: Uh, nothing. Nothing that tees me
0: up i don't think anything that teased me up either i i i was pretty well disconnected from the pulling world this weekend so i was uh two funerals in three days sucks let's put it that way yeah
3: no nah, it's fine you know it, pull-offs actually been kind of quiet and i think it's that time where we just take a take a disconnect for a minute and uh go be humans you know i've got Certainly stuff I need to tend to around here could go to Navarre next weekend or this coming weekend. I'm not going to weekend after that. Yes, I am gone for my last event of the year. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm running quickly in my geographic area out of weekends to accomplish things outdoors. And so um, I need to be a little domesticated for a minute and not be my usual race monster that I am.
2: You know you
0: you know good and well that your version of domesticated is probably a seven horse you know uh, leaf blower and a chainsaw that makes like eighty horsepower. Don't tell me domesticated.
3: Um, those are all true accusations, but my primary purpose is pushing around a paintbrush to get some stuff sealed, some wood sealed in. And uh, I've only got so many days left with Michigan weather where that's accomplishable. And if I don't get it done, it won't be done until next spring because the weather will change. So, yeah, as much as I want to go rage blackout with two smoke, I can do that when it's cold. I can't paint
0: when it's not. So nitro powered paint gun. Yeah, we'd have
3: to have the nitro part on the canister holding the paint to keep it warm enough for application.
0: <laughs> I don't see an issue with this. Uh, Wear gloves okay. and a helmet. oh. <laughs>
2: uh.
0: And out comes the helmet. Shit's getting real. Oh, it's not going to be approved now. See, there we go. Let's go. <laughs> Game on. Yeah,
3: boy. I really want to wear that again for the right reasons.
0: Halloween doesn't count.
3: No, Halloween doesn't count.
0: Well, no, you'll, at Halloween, we'll have, we'll have things going on here. Yeah.
2: Yes, you will. Yes, we will. Do we want to tease on this at all or no? I feel like we should. Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. You're going to see me live from Las Vegas. There's the, oh my
0: God, I I have to (laughs) tune in now then.
2: Yeah. Do it, Charles.
0: You booked
3: them. If you're going to be here next week, you are going to hear from some people who go very, very deep, not just in pulling, but in motorsports, period. We're going to be joined by Tim Arfins and Dusty Spragans. Nay, Dusty Arfins, And uh, they're going to tell their story and what they're up to these days in motorsports. They have not strayed very far. You don't hear their names a lot, but uh, if you watch – Modern motorsports programming, you've seen what they do these days taking place. And uh, we're going to tell their story.
0: So the, the statement is not if you're going to be here. It's you are going to be here. Well, if you choose, to, if you choose to go out
3: in church in search of a Snickers versus this, I got nothing for you because your priorities have already been decided. And I, I think your priorities suck. <laughs> go
0: to Walgreens, buy the bag, it'll be on clearance the day after.
3: Bingo. Yeah, you can you can get your candy and your sugar fix anytime. But when's the last time you heard from Arts Kids?
0: Never? Cool. We're going to do it. And on that, and on that bombshell. And on that bombshell. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm out.
2: I'll see you guys later.
1: See you guys. Thanks. See you guys.